You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome, everybody. This is a wall reaction video. We got the Weird Libertarians crew here, and we are ready to have just a grand old time. Uh, We are going to talk today, tonight, about uh, Pelosi's COVID-19 bill which was designed as an anti-insider trading bill, but it was called COVID-19 bill, which is funny because I don't think it had anything to do with that. Uh, we have some, some fun. Uh, it, it's 1,119 pages. Reinhold, Jacob, did you guys manage to get around to reading the entire thing? So I started. <laughs> okay. And I think I fell asleep on page two. Ah. Good. <laughs> you made the effort, Jacob. Did you? Yeah. I didn't even make the effort. You, you, you did infinity <laughs> times the work I did. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, he made it two pages farther than me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the nice part about investigative researchers is they're willing to do the job that we don't do so that we can use their work and take credit for it. So we're going to do a little bit of that today. Um, so we found some, uh, some work here. Somebody did some research named Rachel Bovard on, on uh, Twitter. Uh, did a lot, of, a lot of, I guess, page by page looking at kind of the dumbest parts of this bill. And that's what we're going for is uh, finding the dumbest parts of the bill. So again, this was proposed. It, it, it's, some people thought it, and initially I actually thought it was the, uh, their COVID-19 bill. But it is actually technically their response to the insider trading. So I know this is hard to believe. But some government officials knew that this was going to be a problem and sold off their stocks, but didn't really tell everybody it was gonna be a problem. It, it, I, I know it's hard to believe that, it, and it, that an official would ever break, break your trust. I know. Uh, I am heartbroken as well. I, I, well I'm, it, before, we get in, before we get into the funny part, um, so there were four people kind of charged with that. Uh-huh. And after they did some investigations, they found that only one was really guilty of it. Uh. Um, but still, that that person should be named and shamed, right? So, yeah. Uh, I well, just want to make sure they they were trying to say, well, this person did it too, and it's like, no, they didn't really because of these right. reasons and blah blah blah. But I think the tough thing with insider trading is maybe you just made a good call. Maybe you even said, oh, people are talking about it. Maybe it could be an issue. Well, that probably that was the thing with Pelosi, with not yeah. Pelosi, but uh, Feinstein was that her stuff was in a blind trust, so she had no control over it anyway, and mm-hmm. the stocks that they sold were biotech stocks that that made money so she lost money by doing it by selling them low All right so, so and, and obviously the big the biggest thing and that she didn't even go, she wasn't even at that briefing so right the, the what we immediately need 
is some way for people to make it more difficult for senators to sell their stocks because everything would be fixed if we could just get get that all fixed up you know i mean and so blind trust for everybody i mean that would be the way it should be if we expect the the president to do it i don't see why we don't expect the senators and congressmen to do it too yeah yeah invasion of finances man and i hate (laughs) politicians but i'm not even sure if they need that the (laughs) well i i have no problem with people who we give power to give power to use force against us let's let's uh kick them in the balls a little bit yeah as far as i'm concerned right all so right let's, yeah all right make their yeah. lives tough all right so yeah i guess anything that makes their life tougher don't get me wrong i'm fine with that Which. but uh it was 1119 pages now you might be able to guess this but it's earmarked to hell and uh there's only one like page a couple of paragraphs that actually deal with the anti-insider trading the rest of it is just a giant wish list for santa claus to say like you know what would be really great for christmas is if you guys would also do these things unfortunately this was not mailed to santa claus it was mailed to congress and it was proposed as though it had any semblance of seriousness and so because you propose something to congress and it actually makes it to the floor you're going to get trashed a little bit because there's a lot of great people out there that propose a lot of good legislation and it doesn't make it to Congress. This one did. So this one is going to get um, shredded courtesy of our chefs, Jacob Reinhold and myself. Uh, so, so let's start with the first one here. Part eight grants for conducting risk limiting audits of results of elections. Sounds great. Uh, we should probably figure out if our elected officials actually got elected. I hear that's a problem in Venezuela these days. <clears throat> yeah. There, there's some, there's some questions about some places in the United States too, but. I, I mean, as long as, you know what, I, I'm willing to pass this as long as Chicago has to do it too. Cause I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of dead people in Chicago that are angry. If you take away the validity of their votes. Well, and, plus they they're getting their uh, corrupt governor back. Blagojevich. Just see that? Blagojevich <laughs> is coming back. I, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, anybody who thinks that the Republicans and Democrats are really all that different, and then you see just like, the ways that they come together is like, well, we do got to get rid of Epstein. Okay, make sure he doesn't testify. Or we got to get Blagojevich out of prison, right? You just, <laughs> wait, this is the bipartisanship that we get? Like, we don't get any bipartisanship that's like, you know, actually helping the American people. But as soon as it's like, we got to let corrupt guys out of prison, right? Oh, yeah, obviously. That universal support for that. Uh, Or passing the Patriot Act, another one. Yep, that's something that no American wants, that every time Congress gets it, Democrats, Republicans, they look at each other. And they kind of look at each other like, like, like it's the Tinder profile. They're just like, oh, man, I would totally smash that. Let's get into some Patriot Act. And uh, this is what we get. This is what we get. Um, it bails out the post, Postal Service. Now, from what I saw of the stimulus package they just, they just passed, she actually ended up getting her wish, just not in this bill. But, right, right. Uh, yeah, we totally bailed out the, post, there, the Postal there are some things. Yeah, there's some things that were in there that they, was part of the stuff they wanted into this other bill. But um, that's why I was saying before. They, they did this as a way to push – the Republicans to kind of come to the, back to the table and, and get this hashed out. So it finally got passed, I guess, last night or got agreed to last night about 1 a.m. So 
uh, we're going to go into a lot of detail on that tomorrow, but the, um, there were some things that were probably in there that were things that they really wanted to have in that bill. Well, you guys, the post office does a great job, right? I mean, they need a bailout. Well, I mean, it's, it's back to that point of, you know, did the government screw these people over? Do we want to screw over the, the mail workers and the guys delivering, delivering that and sorting it and, and have to deal with those situations. Right. So that's where they're coming from. They're trying to, in the Democrats' minds, they're trying to say, let's protect the little po- folks and the poor people and the people that we screwed over. Um, By creating a gigantic monopoly on uh, yeah. third-class mail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're out for you, little guys. Paul yeah. Copeland has joined us too. Paul, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm sitting outside right now. I just saw a bat fly over, so who knows what the hell's in store for me. <laughs> and so you got the uh, – did you get the munchies? COVID-20. Yeah, <laughs> that was my thought. It's I'm not long for the world here. Okay. Well, we'll miss you, Paul. Um, yeah. Hey, I, I heard all... I heard there was a there was somebody staying with you that has me blocked, and we should try to get him on here and make fun of him. Uh, we absolutely should. Um, I. Uh, <laughs> Is that why you have to record outside? Actually, no. It's hilarious uh, <laughs> that he has you blocked. I'm sure that you and him would actually get along if it weren't for oh. your uh, tendency to be you on facebook no i i I got um i i got blocked because i was going hard after uh the publication that he was working for at the time okay yeah Uh, yeah whenever like somebody who's like kind of left-leaning blocks reinhold i'm like oh wow weird he actually is sam Sam copy he blocked i know sam i was like what happened between you it's i know i mean you know usually reinhold irritates the the maga hats but sam Mm -hmm. what happened uh let's see here i'm just an all-around uh equal opportunity annoyer Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what? Apparently so. Uh, and I just, I, I seem to miss all the, the, the swings at the, at the left wing, but uh, I know you take them because you end up getting blocked by them eventually. You know, that's how you know you've taken a good swing. Uh, another funny part of this, this bill, corporate board diversity. Uh, let's see here. So they're going to, th- this picture, this whole picture is hilarious. Pay equity, a comparison of pay amongst racial and ethnic minorities, and to the extent possible, results disaggregated by ethnic group as compared to their white counterparts and comparison of pay between men and women for similar roles and assignments. Four, corporate board diversity. Corporate board demographic data, including number of board members, gender, race, and ethnic identity of board members, and to the extent possible, results disaggregated by ethnic group, otherwise known or provided voluntarily, board position titles, as well as any leadership and subcommittee assignments. Um, okay, so like a little bit of kind of like affirmative action slash equal pay, make sure everybody's getting paid right, while we're looking at making sure there's no insider trading in Washington. Yep. I, I'm getting some non sequitur here. There's an earmark and then there's like a whole ear. Like this isn't just the mark of an ear. This is like, <laughs> this is like the elephant ear flapping off the thing. Yeah. It's all policies that you're trying to get placed in here. Right. So, you know, we, we couldn't get this in another bill. So let's get it in this one. And I, I don't know how many times I've seen bills with that, where it's like, um, it's about this one thing and we've got all this stuff in here for this one purpose, but we can't get it passed unless Senator Joe over here gets his thing that he's been trying to get past for two years, unless he gets it added to the bill. We get it through that way. 
So that's what happens with that sort of thing, right? I guess for me, like, like when I think of an earmark, I think of like the ACA, right? Which is just like every politician got bought out to pass the, the ACA, yeah. right? Obamacare. We, we get it. They, they, they even had in the bill like X amount of money going to X district. That district doesn't exist, but it is a bank account that belongs to a politician and we don't care. And so it's like, okay, oh, yeah. I get that. That's an earmark, well, even, right? But at least even Ron was, Paul was, was real big on earmarks. Took a, what, a lot of uh, like uh, transportation stuff, right? He, yeah, got he, would, out he would do is he, he would get his stuff into a bill and then vote against the bill and then say, I'm right. voting against it because there's all these earmarks in it. But he wanted those earmarks. He put them in there to get them so he could take back to his state and, and make sure he stays reelected. And that's what all politicians do. They're just trying to make sure they get money back into their state so they can go back in their newsletters when they're running for office and say, look at all the things I did for you. Right. Leave it to leave it to Reinhold to give us the complimentary. The right does this too, right? <laughs> well, not just the right. I mean, well, Ron is kind of in the you know, not oh, right. Oh, are you going right. to say right? Ron's in the middle. Oh, I love this. This is the most <laughs> successful video we've ever had. All right, so Ron is considered middle ground liber- libertarian. Thank you, Reinhold. We middle can go ahead. We can go ahead yeah, and end this that. now. Um, <laughs> You know, board diversity. I think the, the funny thing is, is the, the, the reporter who called this was like, I am kind of for these things, but that's the bill, right? Like the ACA, like I, I, the, the point I was going on with the ACA, it's like, okay, the point is this, and I need to buy you out with this. With this, the point is supposed to be limiting insider trading, but let's tag on, this isn't even a buyout. This is just a plank. You know, this is, this is, this is just a whole, this is a whole different bill. This is like a whole other thing, you know, like let's change the whole country. Might as well throw the green new deal in here while you're at it. Well, I, mean, I think they, I think they tried to with some of this stuff. Right. So, I mean, remember how, like, so they made it illegal to play poker online years and years ago. Yeah. They added it to a uh, port uh, bill, a bill that has had to do with, uh, with uh, regulating the, the ports of the United States right? They added it in there. It had nothing to do with that, right? So, I mean, that's how they do, they, that's how they do what they do, as it were. Anchors away, my boys. We got the Remzo Republic showing up. Remzo, how you doing, buddy? This day has gone from strange to weird. Uncle Steve's, uh, you know, America's sugar daddy, his whole give everyone a few thousand dollars thing seems to have gone to shit. And after listening into what you all have discussed, I mean, I'm just surprised that they're not I don't know, put, putting money towards Botox treatments, paying <laughs> off mistresses. I mean, there's nothing. I'm, I'm so numb at this point. Like the fact that most of it was going towards the freaking Kennedy Center. You know, I, I watched Trump on Fox earlier as an actual reporter in the press room asked them, um, you know, what's all this money going to the arts? And he was like, well, you know, I like it. And, you know, they, they wanted something <laughs> and we all wanted something. And don't you want to see Romeo and Juliet? And I'm like, bro, what the, what the hell? Like, well, he was trying, he was I, trying to so say numb. too, I, I did. They wanted thirty-five million, and we talked them down to twenty-five. But it's a good thing. And I'm like, well, you're wrong. It, it, you're a terrible <laughs> reporter. <laughs> Sorry, Rams. They were getting. He was getting a lot of good course. questions tonight. I know <laughs> yeah. a lot of times the reporters have been kind of wishy-washy and not too great. Um, well, what's funny is if lately, you, but he's, you look at the camera. Good. If you look at the camera that's actually looking at the reporters, each day you see less and less of them in the room. So eventually, well, they're, it's just they're, gone. they're definitely sitting farther apart from each other. <laughs> yeah, no, like, isn't that a gathering of more than 10 people? Or do yeah, they just well, let nine reporters well, in there? When you watch Cuomo and he does his press conferences, 
they're spaced apart at a table, like six feet away from each other. Which then you get up there and Trump's just like, hey, how you doing? And patting the guys on the arm. And it's like, dude. Not, Between Cuomo cool and right Trump, I, don't, I still haven't seen any essential personnel either. I mean, they, they, they keep gathering. That's not the big question, though, Hody. The big question is this. Have you all discussed what you're going to do with your Trump money? Oh, not quite yet. Um, you know what? I, uh, I, I, I already know. <laughs> Jake, what are you going to do, buddy? I put this in the group chat earlier. It's going for, towards a new rifle. <laughs> I, was, I was not joking when I said that. <laughs> New iPhone. Uh, Jake no, is no, buying rifle. a oh, rifle. Right. Oh, yeah, rifle. Jake. Okay. A, a pew pew yeah, stick. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I'm pretty strapped as it is, so I'm going to stick all of my money straight into the market since they're crashed anyway. It'll go back up once you know this inflation hits, and it'll hit record like forty thousand points on the Dow, and we'll. I'll just uh, then roll that all over into my student loans and wipe away the debt. <laughs> you know if it's going to be low might as well you know bitcoin i don't know what are they selling for these days maybe i don't know are we really are we real libertarians if we actually cash that deck bucket i'm taking the money yeah if jake gets his iphone well if we're not greedy i guess we're also not libertarians this is a real catch 22 for me Here, here's <laughs> my thing if someone's going to give me money to stay at home i'm gonna take it Regardless of where the money came from, I just want the money back. And I looked at it, and it's like I looked at my 2018 uh, taxes, and I was like, oh, wait, since this is where we're basing it all off of, I technically qualify for the full amount because I was working like 30 jobs and stuff like that. So I'm going to take this money. I'm going to put some of it in the savings, just hide the cash, and then I'm going to go ahead and get some good dividend stocks on my Robinhood app, and I'm just going to get that reoccurring payment every quarter every month so if the robin hood app is working if it's working you know i, ha- I yeah. have been looking at other brokerages but you know the way i see it why, why free not is free free, free is free, free. free is yeah free. <laughs> this is why well, they call unfortunately it i'm um fortunately i guess however you want to look at it not getting anything so it's not going to matter for me but, so i'm not included apparently in all that i'll spend money on your behalf on things that make me happy that's good that's good just rub it in their faces you know i mean yeah if i don't fault people for crossing the border for you know to seek a better life why can you fault me for taking a free check you gave me the free check i don't know what to do this is all gonna end up going back in taxes anyway oh Oh, yeah yeah. do you remember do you remember when when bush gave everybody what a couple hundred bucks bucks whatever he he was giving at most eight hundred dollars after and we had to pay tax on that the following year because it was income oh yeah oh man well yeah. dude they added so of the two trillion this is funny of the two trillion dollars two hundred billion dollars is actually what you what is given out in trump money the rest is just going somewhere else so you're actually only getting 10 percent of it and the rest and because of all the inflation it's actually just going to be an offset this is actually just mm-hmm. so that you can survive the inflation you getting any yeah. money at all yeah, I mean, this whole thing, this is what bugs me about Keynesian economics. Their whole, I mean, Steve Mnuchin's a smart guy, but his biggest thing is, oh, Americans need cash. We need liquidity. It's like, this isn't like the 08 crisis. There's not a lack of jobs. There's not a workforce issue. The government literally told people to stay home and close up their businesses. So as soon as people go back to work, they're going to be overwhelmed with customers if they survive. They're going to have more work to deal with and things will go back to normal. But we're paying ourselves today at the expense of tomorrow by just printing more and more and more and i'm speaking to the choir but really if you're if you're listening to this if you're watching this and you're getting that check 
you, I honest, honestly, unless you really need to pay off immediate expenses, just save that money. Just, just save it. Yeah. Well, you can't even save money anymore though. That's the problem. The interest rates are so low. You can't save money and make any, it's not worth it anymore. You know, so, so savings rates are based on where prime is, right? So when prime moves to zero, loans are always prime plus something. So that's okay. When prime is zero savings rates, are like savings accounts are actually usually prime minus like 0.5%. Right. So the interest you're gaining off of that is really just to offset the inflationary rate. Well, and, and, I mean, yeah. the, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that we're seeing with this right now is th- this was a giant wake up call for people. And I was only in middle school during the 08 crisis. So I watched it. My parents owned multiple homes. I mean, uh-huh. we, we were greatly affected by it. all my college money disappeared, but the biggest thing that I, I, it, it still irks me to this day, especially people who were like 20, 30, 40 years older than me. It's like, this was a giant wake up call for people because if not working for a week has completely upended your life. Uh-huh. I mean, this has been disgusting. I'm seeing people online, like giving away their pets because they couldn't pay for pet food. It's like if one week of not working has completely upended your entire lifestyle, you had bigger problems than any problem the government can cause for you. Yeah. And okay. I was saying, I was trying to say that before too, where it's like people come out of the, the great depression and, and the baby boomers came after world war two and all that stuff. It's like, they grew up in hard times and they always pre- prepared and planned and had money for two, three months of, you know, not having work. My dad was a sheet metal worker and he would only be able to work eight, nine months a year. And then he would be shut down basically for three months and he would, have to prepare and be planned and have that money put away for that. So he never got surprised by anything when P I think every generation kind of has to go through something like this to kind of get it knocked into their heads that they have to live like that. Yeah. I mean, I I have a friend who graduated with me. We graduated from college. I'm sorry, from high school in 2013. I finished my undergrad in four years. He's still, so this is seven years later. He's still an undergrad, changed his major three times. I don't know what brought up the topic the other day, but this dude who's been working part-time every, you know, he's, he's always been working to some degree. He's always been a full-time student as well. This guy has nothing in savings. And I asked him, why don't you have a single dollar in a savings account? Even just, you know, a, a, an online only bank, a high interest savings account. Why don't you at least have a thousand dollars? It's been seven years since we graduated from high school. And he was like, well, you know, I just, I, I get paid. Then I immediately go and spend my cash. and I've got nothing to save because I'm just working for the next paycheck. And I'm like, that's a choice. That's a choice. You're choosing to stay in school for multiple, de- for just one degree. I mean, seven years for a bachelor's degree switching your degree program off and on several times, three times now, love him to death, but he's doing that. And it's like, there are many people like that. They're literally running off of borrowed time. You make it sound like the economy's on like a bubble or something. I thought it was super (laughs) solid. I, I, (laughs) greatest economy ever. I, so I do have a funny story about the savings rate. So savings uh, being like minus 0.15%. I was a little late in figuring out exactly this for my account. I have something that transfers $100 automatically from my check to the savings every month. The reason I do it is because it assesses the savings immediately. And usually I get $100 in a penny after my $100 transfers. And then I'm like, all right, it's a free penny every month, right? And I transfer it back. This time I had $99.99 because my savings rate is actually below 0% (laughs) because it's prime, which is zero, minus 0.15%. So I actually lost a penny this month. I'm going to go ahead and put that on hold. Uh, Otherwise, these pennies 
my, my pennies, man. These, that's what's keeping me afloat, Remzo. You're talking about people like making like like thousand dollar like loans and, and savings and stuff. Uh, for me, the penny is the only thing that's getting me by. You know, that, that, that's yeah. this is, I mean, something this my is, dad. Yeah, something my dad said when I was young, and I was being really foolish. And it was like, at some point, you're going to realize you don't want to just pay somebody your money. So you're working extra hours to pay some money for the privilege of spending your own money ahead of time. Right. And that's what was, you know, you put everything on a credit card and you start borrowing for this and borrowing for that. Well, you're paying interest rate. Right? You're paying people money just to have that money early and you're going to get tired of it at some point. Right. So, and that, and I think that's where a lot of people have been living lately is just, you know, I get everything I want and get it now and then not, have to worry about saving up for it. I haven't, I haven't had a car loan in uh, 10 years. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that ever again. Every car I buy, I pay cash for, you know, I, yeah. I don't have, I don't have any. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The only thing I have that I pay monthly right now is my mortgage and a student loans that I still can't get out of. So I'm trying, but <laughs> can you imagine, not working. Can you imagine if this bill got passed and all companies would have to pay would have to do a, a, an assessment on the gender and ethnic diversity of all of their board members and then pay them all the same and they'll be like oh yeah that was the covid bill oh well, yeah the, that's right the disease how many, <laughs> how many times have they tried that in the past though i mean we had you know back in the uh in the great depression they froze everybody's pay you know, we talk about how, how it's bad they shut us down. Well, they froze everybody's pay the same level. So nobody could get a raise. Well, businesses just said, well, we'll do this other thing. We'll, so they'll work around it, right? So they, what they did then was they said, we'll give everybody health insurance as a benefit to come work for us. So they would still get the better people because they were giving them something of value. And then that's how the whole idea of your business that you work for, paying for your health insurance, got ingrained in our society instead of oh, us yeah. being responsible and going and doing it on our own. So, uh, so we're like, going to have, we're going to have, if this were to happen, we would have more unintended consequences from doing that, from trying right. to make, trying to force a final product, a final solution of sorts. Phrasing is bad. Um, <laughs> I was wondering but, where that was going. <laughs> but, to, but to say, oh, we want to make sure we have diversity in the boardrooms. I'm like, well, that's it not how you're going to attain it. You know, that, it is you the final solution. It. Of diversity, it is was it good as a working man, yeah, yeah. And now, and now we pass this. There is a disease, so we have to we have to propose a final solution that kills everyone. Yes, we must we must wipe out the filth of this disease that is infecting (laughs) our country, right? By disease, you know, I meant Jewish people, right? (laughs) Another thing I wanted to talk to is about. All right, mute, mute. All right, but. We talk about the people not having money in their savings account and not being able to survive being out of work for two weeks. How bad are these businesses that they can't oh, yeah. survive being shut down for two or three weeks? 
right? I mean, what happened there? We, we, you know, everybody talks about how great the economy is and everybody's making money and this bang business is great, but you can't, you can't be shut down for two weeks. Yeah. No, you weren't great. You're in bad shape if that's the case. And we have to bail out and spend how many billions of dollars to bail these industries out just because they were living so close to the edge for so long, thinking it was all going to just ride along. It's like with Boeing right now. I mean, I, I had a conversation with somebody who's in DOD and they were basically like, man, Boeing's going to get bailed out regardless. They are incredibly important to our infrastructure because they're basically a pseudo private wing of, of the government right now. So of yeah. course they're getting that money. But the thing is, I mean, they tried saying that lack of air travel with uh, everything else and lack of engineers was, you know, riding on the Corona coattails. But when you look at the decisions they had been making with their new jetliners and everything else, I mean, Boeing had been making terrible decisions. So what they did was something I learned the other day. It's called the kitchen sink method, where basically you just put everything out there. You just grab all the bad news and you put it up front. You dump your stock. And now what we have right now is record low um, stock value for Boeing. So what you had was you had a lot of middle class people panic selling their stocks in Boeing. So all these corporate you know, executives, all they did was they bought back more of those stocks incredibly cheap. And now what they're going to be able to do is have a majority vote on all their decisions, all their bad decisions that led to this point. And then they're getting the bailout. So what they did for now was they suspended their dividend yield. And now they're just saying, oh, yeah, we'll make a profit eventually. These guys are going to get to dictate the yield on it. So what we basically did for everyone that panic sell their stock in Boeing, they've just made rich people richer. And that's the, it's the whole time. Every time something like this happened, it happened in 2008 too. It's happened every single time this has come across. The rich people know how to play the game and know what they're doing. They can afford to, to play the game, to say, okay, we're going we're gonna to buy low and get that, you know, we're going to do what we need to do to, and see it coming, get out, see it coming, get back in low, and we're going to make money on the back end where everybody else is just like, this is the only way they can save money for the retirement. So they're putting, they can't put it in a savings account and make any money on it. So they've been putting it in the stocks and 401ks. And now the 401ks are down to nothing. Well, they don't really know what to do about that. They don't have the money to, to play the game and get around it very well. Uh, they don't have the knowledge to do that either. So they're getting screwed. So it screws them, you know, the poor people, it screws the middle class and it makes the rich people rich. And when people, when you hear the Democrats saying, you know, the rich got richer and the poor got poorer and you're like, well, it looks like a lot of people are doing pretty good. And we got a lot of people with iPhones. It was, it's all on credit. Nobody's buying anything anymore. Nobody's saving. And then you look at the numbers and the rich are just making tons of money. That's what they did in 2008 leading up to 2008. The reason we crashed in 2008 was because people were, interest rates are so low that they were borrowing money at no, no cost at all to them and then dumping it into the market and so, making money off of it. I think I have the solution. It's actually in this bill and you're going to be, this is, this is one thing that would fix all of that insider training and the rich trading and the rich getting richer early voting. So requiring allowing early voting prior to the date of election is, mm -hmm. is also in this bill. So as you can see, that economy that you talked about this is this is how we this is when we're talking about the problems with the rich and the inside trading and the rich getting richer as soon as they're like the young people are allowed to early vote like it's over you know like, well you got to figure out why aren't the young people voting so i mean this maybe this is it right this, this, maybe this is the whole point yeah right this just wasn't early enough because usually young people are so prompt and on time and never procrastinate 
and you know, so it just it just benefits the procrastinating old rich people. And I I, I think I'm being sarcastic, but it made it to the bill, so there it is. Uh, somebody wasn't sarcastic about it. Uh, same day voter registration. There you go, another one, one that I even agree with. But that's another way that we stop all this insider trading, right? Is to to let people register to vote the day of the election. So mm -hmm. that's a. That's another good one there. Um, Powerful tools. Yeah. This one, I love this one because this one, uh, Nancy Pelosi actually put it in all caps and like bold font. Um, collective bargaining uh, is, is in here. So for federal employees, sorry, all you private sector guys are going to have to wait. But, um, pub, but uh, public collective bargaining uh, was in this as well. Um, Division P, federal employee collective bargaining in official time. So, you know, when you're trying to stop people from insider trading and you're making a bill to help people with COVID-19, collective bargaining for federal employees is, is, I mean, it deserves a lot of caps. You should see the font size on this. It's actually so big that the, you know how they, they number them on the left side there, you know, and, you, and when you're reading it, you know, so that way you can read which line on which page. It's actually bigger than the numbering on the side. And, and it's, it's just glorious. It, it, she felt that this was, this is the one important takeaway from all of this thing is that collective bargaining for federal employees is going to fix it all. Um, there you go. So there you go. That stops now collective bargaining, as we all know, stops the rich from getting rich, right? Obviously. That's all. That's always oh, yeah. worked in the benefit of the employees, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like as I sit from like my latte, like, I, I guess for me, like, I get that, like, there's some, like, here's a stupid thing. Like, taking a crap in a bush is a sex crime. And it's stupid, but at least, like, your butthole is out of your pants. And that's kind of like a sex thing for some people. And so, like, I, I okay, do that one time. And I used God's toilet paper leaves. Yeah. There you go. Good. Good. And so, like, I mean, you're a lawbreaker, but... Good. And maybe a I, I, was, I was under the age of 18. I was 17 in front of a neighbor's house and we won't get into too many details. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, hopefully you didn't take a picture of it and send it to your girlfriend. Otherwise that's pedophilia, but yeah, no. the, uh, good. <laughs> but you know, at least there's like something sexual involved with that. When we're talking, like, I think that for me, the insanity of this is just that this is all on like an insider trading law. Right. And then it's like, Oh yeah. Collective bargaining. Like for me, the, but, the, the taking a crap in a bush thing being a sex crime, it's a bad idea, but at least it makes sense with the bill. This is just like, I don't even get it, man. Like this is like from outer space. Like I know Nancy Pelosi put it together and she's spending, what was it? $200,000, $250,000 just on liquor, just on her private jet. Like that doesn't include her ground liquor is a quarter million dollars on her, her jet. That's taxpayer funded, by the way. You're welcome. And I like when uh, she got called out on this. This is a true story. So, well, the last guy actually spent almost the same amount. So, you know, oh my God. So, so when you Trump guys are like, you know, hey, you know, Obama did it too. Just remember, the Dems like to use this one a little bit too. They're like, hey, look, I know we spent a lot of money improving the White House. The last guy actually did the same thing. And instead of saying, well, maybe neither of us should do it, they're saying that's why we both get to do it, right? Well, that's, that's, the, that's what Obama used when he was doing the same thing Bush did. So everybody complained that Obama was Bush term three and Bush term four. Well, Trump's doing the exact same things that Obama was doing on the, on the economy. So he's, what, Bush Trump? Uh, Bush W. Bush five. Yeah. 
Obama, I, I mean, Obama to, the w. One, Bush. To, to the one extent that at least he's just doing Peace. direct cash payments to people. I mean, I guess the one Republican side of me is like, well, at least you're putting it back into the money of consumers. But then the other part of me that thinks like, you know, a, a billionaire CEO that can just buy out the politicians. At the end of the day, if you were making bad choices before this thing, if you were making compulsive, impulsive choices before this thing, that money's just going to go right back to me. That Remzo, guys, he's taking it all. If you were spending too much money before that, Remzo's got it in a pillowcase, and he's not giving it out as easily as the federal government is. No, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, when I heard that they were actually going to do this, the first thought going through my head, me, actually me, was how do I get other people to give me that money? I'll start, I'll start a new business that's something convoluted, super impulsive. I'll make T-shirts that say, do you got my Trump check? I, I will get that money. That's the thing, though. Those p- putting liquidity into the market is not the same thing as helping the market. And right. that's something that a lot of people are going to realize real fast, especially if tax season coming up, especially once they realize, oh, I just spent that money because I saw it as free money. No, that money was supposed to be put towards smart things you needed. It was supposed to go towards food. It was supposed to go towards rent. If you were having to sell, if you were having to give away your dog because you couldn't work for a week, you're going to do something stupid with that money. So I might as well have it. You know, they keep saying, you keep saying this, that liquidity isn't the solution. And every time you say something like this, I get like a hundred people from like Nigeria or Venezuela, like totally agreeing with you, but I don't speak those languages. And so I just, I I don't speak Mexican either. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't speak that Mexican. And so unfortunately it just goes straight to the junk mail. And I just, so, so all I know is that it is that the Fed say it works, Remzo. So I, I, I'm sorry. Who are we to, to deny Right. I mean, all they did was experience it. We are going to master it, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, another great one. This one's funny because it's like one of those where you can tell they're intoxicated when they write it because it doesn't make any sense. So uh, offsetting carbon emissions for airlines, uh, you, have to, you have to become, um, you have to, you know, carbon emissions, you have to pay the offset, right? And you have to do it. Uh, replace your airline, make sure it's, it's carbon neutral. It says less than 90 days, but then it says beginning in 2025. So I don't know who wrote this. Maybe they didn't know what year we were in exactly. Or when it says 90 days after the enactment in this act, maybe they thought this act would get enacted in 2024, 2025. No, I actually, no, I, here's the smart thing. And I don't know if you saw the the briefing today. Uh, Trump said he was going to be going to the 2021 Olympics. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny think about that trump is going to attend the 2021 olympics okay the, the dems are really betting on the fact that he will win a second term but when that term ends regardless of who the republicans put up a democrat will succeed trump okay i i would say that's so probably 2025 you can go ahead and just you know reinstate all those proposals and everything that was in the bill because trump he can go ahead and even though he signs it through executive fiat he could still strike things down he approved the bill therefore he's a he's like a co-parent of the bill which means he can go ahead and do whatever he wants with it after he passes it that's something that people don't realize that happens all the time they pass these bills and then what they do is they go ahead and add things on a little bit they don't have to go through the uh, through the legislative process again, because everyone was at that giant, beautiful signing ceremony, and they're going to spend five thousand dollars on pens that they're going to go ahead and send 
to a donor or something. I mean, they, they have this stuff thought out. The problem with, you know, bureaucrats and with these legislators isn't that they're stupid. It's that they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, conciliation. I, I think you are playing down the inspiration that people like me get from Mike Pence, though. Like, he's just so pasty and white and that bull haircut. I just, for me, he's the type of guy that I would want to have a glass of water with. You know, and I feel like that's a, that's a, just don't underestimate that voting block. People like me that just like hate anything inspirational. Have a nice mayo sandwich on a nice mild weather day. Yeah. Wonder white bread too. (laughs) Wearing tidy whiteies. Yeah. Gotta have that. Mac and salad, but not, you know, macaroni salad, but just not too much relish, please. Like, come on. I, I, I'm trying to. No spice. You can't have any spicy. At all. (laughs) Um, No, No Indian root food. Included in this one, in this plan to stop the insider trading, uh, minimum standards for community newspaper plans. So if you have a community newspaper and you're not meeting, a, and you're not meeting the federal standard for journalism, you're going to get your newspaper cut. So, you know, obviously the, the community newspapers contributed so much to this insider trading that it just had to be included in this. You know what I'm saying? Like... Because if it wasn't for your local community newspaper not having standards that the federal government sets, these guys never would have done all that insider trading. They were giving them cover is what you're saying, right? Yeah, that had to be it. Because um, there, uh, real quick, do any of you guys know the name of your community newspaper? Yeah, I also know it's going bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> so you know about it, but what you know is not good. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is – actually, you know what's funny and this, I might be entirely wrong about this. This is actually a Mark, uh, Mark Zuckerberg idea. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. My, Mark Zuckerberg was talking about, um, you know, a lot of the misinformation, fake news, and where people are getting all their ideas online after the 2016 election. Somebody, I, I, you know, this was definitely not a sexy topic, but they were discussing how Facebook has basically replaced local newspapers in many parts of the country. And what he basically said was, you know, we need to go ahead and create new partnerships with the media. Um, I was quoted in the sun.co it's a outlet out in New Zealand because they were having a very similar problem in, in that country. And basically what Facebook was doing was they wanted to go ahead and start setting up community partnerships with local newspapers. And what they were essentially doing was taking over the newspaper without actually having to spend a dollar, because if you don't abide by Facebook's rules, they'll just kick you off or whatever, or they'll just let you drown. So essentially what this does is this goes ahead and gives more control, more centralized control, whether it's between these corporate entities or these legislators, it allows them to jump into something that's already dying because at this point, local papers, they're not on the up. They're not even making a profit in most places. They're just barely hanging alive. One scary thing that I did want to share as part of this bill, uh, and this isn't something that isn't even added. It's something that's already added that they're just going to use. Apparently, there is a minority bank deposit program that exists to create like a minority bank. And this bill doesn't say create it. This bill just says actually use it because we've been spending the money on everything else other than minority banking. But do they count as a minority? Actually expands the use. You know what? It, believe it or not, in the middle of her drunken rambling, she didn't get around to defining it. Mm. But I am sure that she means uh, white guys with almost no hair left. And I am feeling, because I mean, that's a pretty serious minority. And we feel very discriminated against. Outside of like 
Jean-Luc Picard, not too many people rock in what I'm rocking right now. And it's upsetting. And we need our own bank to help us feel included. Um, uh, the funny thing is this already exists. It's just of actually, they're like, well, we should probably actually spend the money. <laughs> so somewhere or another, this actually happened. But they just were like, well, we've been spending the money for that on other stuff, but we should probably actually spend it on that now. Uh, last, last part of this bill, just because this is, and this may be the most egregious one. I love diversity. Don't get me wrong. But this, and this is word for word, any corporation that receives federal aid related to COVID-19 must maintain officials and budget dedicated to diversity and inclusion initiatives for no less than five years after the disbursement of funds. Okay, so a corporation, they sound big. They can be small, like a mom and pop type of shop. And you might receive federal aid because your small business got put under. You have to maintain officials. It doesn't say how many, but because that's plural, that's at least two officials and you must maintain them. So two full-time employees and have a budget dedicated to diversity and inclusion initiatives for your company if you get any of this money. What a load of bullcrap. I love diversity. And this is the reason when you take somebody who's like kind of right-leaning and want to turn them alt-right, this is the exact type of thing that you put in front of them. When you're just like, how about we do this? And they're like, you people are insane. And then they run off to their little alt-right hellhole. Joining the alt-right isn't right. I'm, you shouldn't do it. I'm definitely not advocating for that. But in case you wonder why it happens, crap like this is why it happens. Like, Nancy Pelosi is just saying like, I just want to make as many Republicans as I can before I die. And, that, and this is how she's doing it, is by proposing crap like this. Like, just garbage. Just garbage. I mean, can you imagine your mom and pop shop having two full-time officials dedicated to diversity? I mean, it's mom and pop. It, how diverse can two people be? <laughs> just, I identify as whatever is needed to be some corporation's token minority. And I will not do any work. I will never fight you. Just give me a full-time paycheck and some benefits and we will be good for anybody out there who's listening all right let's go around let's make fun of uh, uh let's take some pot shots at nancy pelosi one last time before we hang this up and then go make fun of donald trump which is right after this uh in case you get to think we're too far right uh J jake anything you want to say if you can't say something mean don't say anything at all oh you know just going to say one funny thing about the bill that my wife told me about. Uh, I guess the silver lining for her is that the real ID uh, requirement has now been pushed a year, and she was about to be delinquent in that. So, <laughs> small <laughs> victory in my household. So, uh, if there is a silver lining, it is that the real ID, uh, those of you that know what it is, just Google it, but um, the deadline got pushed like for a year, maybe. So, uh, my wife had that discussion with me. Maybe about two hours ago, she's like, hey, remember that problem I had? I don't have it anymore. Thanks, Corona. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Corona. You know? Well, you know what? Yeah. Next time I see you in a hat, I'm going to expect that to be a MAGA hat. I mean, he, he's following through for you, Jacob. You got to follow through for him. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Reinhold, do you want to say anything? Um, about Pelosi or about the bills? Either one. Anything. Right. We're, we're trying to be funny. <clears throat> um. I don't know how funny it is, but I mean, I think people should understand that uh, this is the real problem with the Democrats is that they have good intentions, 
but they're miserable on execution and understanding what it takes to get to those, you know, final conclusions. You're a bit more optimistic about their intentions than me. Go ahead, Remzo. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for years, people told me that being an alcoholic would only lead to an early death and a hard life. But Nancy Pelosi proves every day that hardcore binge drinkers can totally screw up everything for everybody. So, Nancy, on behalf of all alcoholics, thank you for proving us right that we can do things. Alcoholics are people too. You know what? Maybe that's the minority she was talking about, Remzo. She's talking about alcoholics. That's what it is. Well, you know what? I'm LDS, but I've got my excuse to drink because I want that Trump check. There and you I des- go. And I desperately want to write something as irresponsible as this and have people kind of forget it in a couple of years. So yeah, beautiful. That it's a beautiful don't world. It, don't forget it in a month. This is in the United month. States. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm overestimating the American people. You're right. You're right. I'm being dumb. All Remember right, guys, the Iranian we bombed last month? Oh, Remember yeah. Iraq we bombed two weeks ago? Oh, my God. Remember no, we did that? Gate? Did anybody say I'm anything sorry, about Sharpie that? Gate. <laughs> we bombed Iraq two weeks ago in the middle of all of this, and nobody said a word. Nobody Remember cared. Puerto Rico? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm surprised somebody hasn't come up. Can we sell Puerto Rico and just distribute their assets? The I actually lobbied yeah. to make a bill <laughs> to prevent Puerto Rico from ever being a state. Oh, okay. To prevent and it from I'm ever And I'm Puerto happening. Rican. That's, uh, you know what? There's the self-hating Jews and there's the self-hating Remzos. And he just, he's, like, he's making sure that more people like him can't get over here that's that's what's going on guys thanks uh-huh. so much uh stand by we're gonna have some more fun making fun of trump flip-flopping harder than mitt romney ever did so give me just a sec guys and we're gonna have some fun <laughs> 